my goal isn't to get thinner. I feel healthy and I feel comfortable and I don't have to be. And that's the other thing too. And those other truths that I still contend with is I don't have to be a size two to be healthy. I am at my healthy weight and I feel good to walk in that confidence. Are you looking for all the benefits of a keto diet, but don't want living the keto lifestyle to be your second full-time job? I'm Kristen Scaff, and on this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you cut through the keto confusion and navigate your way to a healthier, happier you. If you're looking for some mouth-watering recipes that take less than 10 minutes to prepare, then head over to ketotimehacks.com and grab a free copy of my cookbook, 10-Minute Keto Comfort Foods. Just cover the cost of shipping. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, welcome back to Real Keto Talk. And today we have a very cool guest on our show. And the reason why I'm extra excited about this guest today, and I'm going to have her introduce herself momentarily, but the reason why I'm extra excited is we spend a lot of time talking about things like what we're eating and when we're eating and time saving and you know all these other topics, which are all important, but we don't spend enough time on this topic. And I don't think this topic gets enough attention a lot of times because this journey that we talk about week after week after week is a journey. And there's a lot more to it than just um, the what we're doing. It's how we're navigating that journey. So let me introduce Elizabeth Kerr. Elizabeth, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Very cool. Now, I will tell you, um, Elizabeth has achieved an extraordinary accomplishment in her journey. Elizabeth, how much weight have you lost? I've lost 120 pounds in eight months. That is incredible. Congratulations on that. That is amazing. It's been a journey. (laughs) Yes, I bet it has. So the reason I wanted to have you on, besides the fact that clearly you know how to navigate this journey, probably better than about anybody, um, is I've heard you um, when you've had things on and when you've spoken, talk a lot about that the transformation from beginning to end was not just in pounds and inches, that there was a lot of internal um, things that happened and things that happened with how you felt, your confidence, and all of that in terms of navigating this journey. So I'd like to to dive into those topics a little bit, because I don't think people talk a lot about how this isn't just about getting from losing pound one to pound whatever it is. It's very easy to, you know, where it's not going to be that smooth of a journey. So tell us a little bit about your journey and about, you know, how things were from the beginning to the end. Yeah, sure. So when I started this journey, um, it was last year. It was actually right before the pandemic hit. Um, So I was actually on a high because I started at the beginning of February. So I started the new year. And my word for that year was health. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm 10 months postpartum with twins. I'm 287 pounds, my all-time high. And I had no energy. And I wanted to have the energy to chase my kids. I have five total. And I wanted to be the mom taking them all to the park and doing all these things. But I just mentally, I couldn't. And physically, I couldn't because I was overweight. So um, I actually was able and fortunate to watch a friend of mine lose weight while I was 
going through all that. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to get on that. So I started my journey and then a month into it, the pandemic hit and things started shutting down. And I, I'm so thankful that I had, that I was already on the path because I had the mindset of, you know what, this is a great opportunity. I'm not tempted to go out to restaurants. I can't like go and order as easily as I, as it was before. So I'm like, I'm going to focus on this. I've already invested the money into it and I'm going to make this, you know, my mindset. And so once I mentally committed, it was just a matter of following the very simple program in order to achieve it. But you're right. It was daily battles. It was um, having to keep my, my mentality there because it was so easy to, and I think it was for all of us, you know, in this pandemic season, it was easy to like not focus on our health because we're all stuck at home and, you know, food's all around us. So I had to be very strategic. I had to get rid of things out of the cabinets. My kids went without goldfish for a year. I know it's horrible, but they didn't have goldfish because that was a temptation of mine. And so I just had to bring my whole family into the journey and say, hey, mom's going to get healthy and we're going to get healthy together. And these are the things that we're going to do. We're going to um, snack more on veggies. We're going to make more healthy meals. And it actually brought us a lot closer too. So I have to imagine, especially, Um, you know, you're dealing with, like you said, you've got a very busy household and you have a lot going on. You weren't just worrying about, you know, you didn't just have yourself to, to, to worry about in this journey. You had a lot of other moving parts and a lot of balls in the air. So I have to imagine there were days when, you know, you were like, ah, you know, this is just, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough that I'm busy. I've got stuff going on. What did you have to do or what came about, or what did you learn that allowed you to stay really focused on the, in, on the tough times and the tough days? Yeah, for sure actually have a something called a life book that came with my program that I was able to really dive into the mental aspect. I really had to dive in deep to why I'm on this journey, um, why it's important for me. And my why was my kids. Like I didn't want to be a sideline mom. I wanted to be in the action. I wanted to be going down the slide with them and pushing them on the swings and not just sitting on the bench, watching them play. And I really had to envision that future self. So like I had to picture myself, okay, this is where I'm, this is where I'm at, at 287 pounds. But in my head, I see myself months from now at 170, 160, and I'm healthy and I'm playing with them and I'm kicking the ball. So I really had to, when I, when things got hard, I had to turn my brain off and just picture my future self. I had a lot of mental struggles in the sense of wanting to make choices that weren't going to serve me. So I had to take a step back and I had to stop challenging shoes. I had to stop where, where I was at. I had to challenge myself and what I was, what choice I was going to make. And then I had to make the decision. Is this choice going to get me closer to my goal or further away from my goal? And that's just kind of the tools that I used every time when I wanted to reach for something that wasn't on plan. And that was, and that was a lot of it too, is that because I had the simplicity of something to follow. It was, it wasn't the fact that I didn't know what to do. It was the fact that I had to work through my relationship with food. And I ate when I was, I, not only when I was hungry, I mean, we all eat when we're hungry, but like, I ate when I was sad. I ate when I was mad. I ate when I was happy. I ate when, you know, like emotional, like whatever I was feeling, there was 
there was something that met that emotion. And so really changing that relationship and finding other ways to fill those voids and realizing that those voids were internal and those voids were from areas in my life and from deep rooted pain that I hadn't dealt with and being able to pull those things out one by one as I lost the weight. And as I, cause what I'm really doing is I was pulling out insecurities and I was replacing it with confidence, you know, yeah. like I was pulling out those things that I have carried down those un- mistruths, like, Oh, I'm too fat for the right relationship. Oh, I'm too, or I'm not one of the pretty girls because I'm a size 12 and they're a size four, you know, whatever, all those things that I always kept inside my head, I had to pull those out and rename and rename those truths. It's, you know, like I can eat healthy. I can, and I'm a size 10 and I weigh one, 170. So, and I am healthy. And you look amazing by the way. You look uh, like, I can't imagine you being uh, much thinner. Yeah. And my goal isn't to get thinner. I feel healthy and I feel comfortable and I don't have to be. And that's the other thing too. And those other truths that I still contend with is I don't have to be a size two to be healthy. God made me the way that I am at my healthy weight and I feel good to walk in that confidence. Yeah. So, so let me delve into what you said, because I think it's huge. I think this is something that maybe even if you think you're really prepared for this journey, that maybe people don't realize until it starts to happen that this does bring up emotional things along the way, even if you're doing things right and, and all these things happen. So um, can you dive a little deeper into what does somebody do when they start to feel all of that stuff start to sort of emerge and how you use those strategies that you're talking about to replace with better things? Can you tell us a little more about how you did that? Yeah, absolutely. So I can give you, I can give you like a real world example. Yeah. So the truck came down the street. Okay. Now my kids love the ice cream truck and I don't know who told them that that is associated with the ice cream truck, but they figured it out. So of course they want to run out and they want to get ice cream. Right. And this is, um, so this is before the shutdown. So like probably only like two or three weeks into my journey. Right. So like, I was still working on all those things because, you know, it gets easier the far, the longer you go. Right. Yeah. It's all those initial changes. You know, it's the shock to your system. It's like, oh, you're doing something different. You know, it takes the, the mentality takes a little bit. So the ice cream truck, I came and it was so cute because my daughter, my oldest, who's eight, Gabby, she goes, mom, is it okay if we go out to the ice cream truck or is this going to ruin your program? Like she was concerned that I wouldn't have the ability to not get something from the ice cream truck. Mm -hmm. And it was in that moment that I realized, wow, God, like, how can I not say yes to myself? Like, and that's what that does. Like when you say no to those temptations, you're saying yes to yourself and you're fighting for your health, which is, it empowered me that her mom was strong enough to allow her to do something. And, and I could take a step back and be like, no, I'm good. Like, and I went back inside with them after ice cream and I made a brownie and it's actually on my program. So it was okay. (laughs) And I still got to enjoy it with them. So I showed how I can still make a healthy choice and I can still say yes to my health and be who I need to be and be your mom and let you do what you and have fun for yourself. So it's such a, and it's been examples like that. Balancing it out. It's like showing them that health doesn't trump fun. Like you can still have fun and be healthy 
And so yeah, that's, that's been a big really deal, cool right? That's a big deal because I think a lot of people that have been um, quote unquote dieting a long time or on a program um, will tend to always speak negatively, like you don't need that, don't you know, real negative self talk. And it sounds like that you that one of the things that was important is replacing with a more positive self talk. You know, like how we speak to ourselves as we're going along this 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 journey. This isn't I'm going to suck it up and be miserable until I get where I want to be and then everything will be fine. Yeah. And that is so key is that if we just suck it up until we're fine, we're never going to be fine Yeah, because the whole way to be fine is to change your lifestyle, to fix the bad habits and replace them with healthy habits. Yeah. And if we're doing that, then going to stick actually create, put a bandaid on the problem, you know? Well, that's why we end up kind of, you can do that for only so long. And then pretty soon you just, I mean, even the most disciplined person that doesn't, that doesn't do it. Um, We talk a lot on here about how to figure out how to implement. So what that means is how, you know, to figure out how do you, how can you implement something so that you can do it on a, you know, on an ongoing basis and it's not a temporary thing as you're going. And so I really like the idea that you're talking about figure out how to find a healthy, you know, way to replace the things that you had going on. I love that. It's huge. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it's my, like just taking those small little things. Like for me, I focus on one area at a time. So I love Dr. Pepper, but it wasn't serving me well. So I switched to diet Dr. Pepper. Eventually I stopped drinking Dr. Pepper, you know, like, but it was those little changes at that time. I love my coffee, but I like that much creamer with that much coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. So I would even it out and then I was slowly, you know, like things like that, like little micro changes, because they add up to, to big transformation. So that's a big deal too. So let me stop on that for a second. So the the very first changes that you made weren't necessarily the last changes that you made, meaning like, you know, like how you feel now that you're this far down your journey, you probably feel very different than how you did the first two months you were on your journey, say. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't, um, this is pretty much black coffee. Like I don't have to put anything in it. Like, and those are habits that I had to work on, but they're habits that I still do. Like I. I haven't touched Dr. Pepper in over a year and I never thought I'd be able to not have it, (laughs) you know, and these were things that actually, and they're, and they're big, they seem small, but they're big because they're things that I, they're excuses that was going to stop me from doing this journey. They were things that I thought I couldn't live without. And now I don't even think about. And and part of it is you just have to, it to saying, okay, we're going to make these changes, you know? So these little things all all add up and and there's probably things where now you even do things that are even better than the initial changes. Like you said, you started with the diet, you went into, then you went eventually to no pop at all. I'm from the Midwest, Mm -hmm. they say pop. Um, So I like that because again, like we talk about, it's so funny. Sometimes you hear from people that are at the end of their journey and they forget what it's like when people are first starting and to set Mm -hmm. people up to say, you're going to be making changes that turn into other changes and that's okay. You may even have to make adjustments Mm -hmm. along the way. One really big thing, and it seems like it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about with kind of changing the talk and, and everything in here. And I remember you had a post up and I read it 
multiple times because I thought it was pretty incredible, where you talked a lot about the, the, the journey to becoming confident. And a lot of times I think people think, well, when I'm this size or when I'm this weight or when I reach my goal, then I'll feel good about myself and then I'll, everything will be good. But what I really liked about what I saw you post was it seemed like you found a way to learn to feel some of that confidence as you were on this journey, not just at the end of this journey. I'd love to hear a little more about that. Yeah. And um, I think that's huge is that we celebrate we celebrate along the way and we find themes to celebrate because that is what helps us switch from negative to positive. So every day, and I still do it, I write down three things I'm grateful for. And when I was on program and in the thick of my journey, I would write down three things that I'm thankful for in my health. And that helped me really hone into the non-scale victories, the scale victories, and just the way that I felt and how I felt better. Like four days in, I woke up with energy, like energy that I hadn't had in so long. And that was something I celebrated when I saw that first number, the, after the first month, I was down 33 pounds. That was a huge celebration. Yeah. Not only that, like I started off wearing a three X pants. So every single time I got to go down a size, I celebrated it. Now I'm down to a medium. So like every single little thing that happened, I made time to celebrate it and made and made sure that I was reminding myself that this is progress. I'm moving in the right direction. And sometimes we'll get hung up with the number on the scale. And that's when we have to look outside and find other things that are going to be those non-scale victories. Like you go a whole day without soda when you've been addicted to it, or you go a whole day without a cigarette when you've been addicted to it, like those little things. And you just like keep moving forward. I like that. And I like the idea of writing it down because, you know, we don't remember those things, but then those all kind of add up. I bet you had a pretty huge list of accomplishments by the time you were done with your, with those eight months. Yeah, I do. I don't know where it is. I wish I could show you. I'm really old. I mean, yeah. you're just a good part of the office. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's but that's amazing. And I think, I think we're sort of trained to. If I, I, you know, a lot of people have this is not their first rodeo, right? On the on the weight loss train or on the health train. Yeah. And you know, we're kind of taught on the, you know, oh, you lost a pound, all right, but you got this much to go. So just don't, you know, don't get you got to really double down. Like it's almost like it's almost like it's celebrated to be miserable like the more miserable you are you must be you must be doing it right right and um so were you finding that you were able to and i don't want to say enjoy obviously it's it's a diff it's difficult right to get to where we want to be but did you find it was easier by really putting some of those things into practice did that help to get through you know maybe a day where you had a setback or difficult days or days where you were feeling like you were struggling a little bit yeah so there's a few things that really helped. I think that set apart my journey is that I had a health coach. So I had somebody speaking that life and helping me celebrate. So all those times that I got, that I was excited about something, I got to tell her about it, you know, and like, that was really fun because somebody else was excited too, because she took on my health goals as her goals too. And so like that, and then 
the cool thing is that now I can help other people because I can pass it on because I've learned how to do this journey. And that's, that's the beautiful thing is that when you find somebody who is journey does the similar journey as where your goals want to be, it makes it that much more fun because you, you have somebody who's investing time into you and is excited for your success and for your progress. And then like the other thing that was like really helpful, I think with celebrating was that my kids were starting to say little things. And so when you, when you keep reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing and keep letting all that positive like positivity go in. And like, when they would give me a, like a compliment, like one time my daughter hugged me, she's like, mom, I can fit my hands all the way around you. Oh, it was so hard not to cry when she said that. That's so great. I love that. that. Yeah. That was the best compliment I got the entire journey. (laughs) Let me tell you. Well, because they, they see what's on their mind, right? We know they're not just trying to make you give you a pat on the back. Right. Right. So funny. And then like, but like, even now my daughter will be like, mom, you can't have that. It's not on your program. And <laughs> they know exactly what I can and can't have, but I'm like, honey, remember we're in maintenance now. So we're eating all the things <laughs> like we learned all the healthy habits. So now it's kind of cool to like teach them like, okay, now that mommy's healthy, I'm learning the balance and the balanced diet here. <laughs> Cause you have to remind them, of, you have to remind them of how far you've come and you know how far you've because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes like it, sometimes I have to take captive of those thoughts and I have to release them to God and let him give me the truth because sometimes we get stuck into who we are or who we were and we don't allow ourselves to step into growth and step into who we've become. And so for me and remembering like who I am and my, I'm a believer. So I believe that my life has, has a purpose and God has a plan for my life. And so just every day refreshing that mindset and refreshing who I am. Um, I spend quiet time. If you're a believer or not a believer, there are still ways you could do that. You can meditate, you can read a self-help book, but you're always striving for self-growth, right? We always ha- we all have injustices that we want to see or change in the world, right? Yeah. And so when we're focused, but it all starts internally and it all starts within us. And we can't outpour what we're not putting in. So if we're not putting in, you know, if we're not putting in the word of God, or if we're not putting in truth into our lives, or if we're not seeking self-growth, we're not going to be able to outpour or contribute to any type of change in the world. So it just kind of goes back to wherever you're at. And I liked it because I, I think when we're on this journey, sometimes we, 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 focus a hundred percent are we are our size or we are our our weight or we are these things. And it's obviously important because like you said, having good health and and allows you to do all these things that are important in your life. But it sounds like what you're saying is that by um, focusing also on our, you know, our having a strong mental game on our faith or whatever that looks like for us, that keeps us focused on the bigger picture and not just that we are our size or we are our weight. Right. So true. Because, you know, this journey might be a self journey for yourself and you might want to get healthy, but that it's not going to stop there. You're not just lose some weight and continue on. You're going to be transformed because as you lose physical weight, you gain mental weight, you gain maturity, you gain growth. And with that, you're going to be a better person and you're going to want to get back. And I feel like if 
I feel like if every person went on a health journey and got healthy, like that's, that's what's going to make the world better is because when you're your best, you give your best. And if we're all giving our Wait, let's, let's, let's hear that again. That was, that was a big one. We don't want to let that roll by. Say that, say that phrase again. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you are your best, you're giving your best. And if we're all giving our best, it's going to be making the world a better place. I love that. I love that. And that puts it into focus that it's not, I mean, it is about those things. We all want to feel good about ourselves, but it's all about us. You know, they say, if you make your world a better place, you'll make the world a better place. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, so that's amazing. So this is, this is important. So you probably came out the other side of this, I'm guessing, um, not even realizing how much different you felt inside as much as outside where were were you unprepared for how much of that growth happened in this journey? Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) How much transparency do you want? No, you, you may be as transparent as you would like to be. <laughs> um, I will tell you this, that as I got healthy, it brought up and made me face a lot of things because I ran from a lot of problems and I ran to food and I ran for that comfort, whether, and I was addicted. I was addicted to food. I was addicted to the instant gratification that it, that it provided. And the fact that I could turn my brain off and just be in a food coma, you know, or whatever, just like comfortable, you know, that comfort food. And as I stopped doing that and I spent more time in my mental health and what was important to me and the areas of my life that I wanted to grow in, it, it resurfaced a lot of issues that I had to work out. I had to work on building healthy finances. I had to work on building a healthy mind. I had to work on building healthy relationships, you know, and those, and all those areas had, have big issues that I, that I am still working on, but I have the tools and the mindset to accomplish it. And I have a plan in order to accomplish it. That's amazing. That's, that's, that sounds like that's a, that's a huge step forward. Cause a lot of that stuff, I think we, the, we don't want to face sometimes and it's easy to hide behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's a big deal. Well, this is really good. So many good takeaways of things we can start to be doing um, and, and a much bigger and better picture of how to navigate this both from not just the physical side, but really importantly from the internal and the mental side to get us where we want to go. So this is huge. I'm going to definitely go back and listen to this again, myself going to start writing down my things in the morning for sure. But Elizabeth, thank you so much. Now tell everybody if they want to follow along, if they want to see what you're up to and see what's going on or know where to to find you, where can they find you? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook at um, Elizabeth Kerr, K-E-R-R. At Elizabeth Kerr, K-E-R-R. On Facebook. Perfect. And uh, I will tell you, Elizabeth's posts a lot of times make me smile and I feel like I'm having a day. She always just looks like she's glowing from the inside. So I love to see them. They make me have, they make me very happy. So if you need good inspiration, you want to seek out somebody that can help you. If you need a coach, then definitely um, you can reach out to Elizabeth via Facebook. Elizabeth, thank you again. Again, I know you have just nothing going on with, with uh, a house full of kids and, and, you know, I know you're super busy, so I can't tell you um, how much I appreciate you coming on. I hope you'll come on another time. 
Thank you. I would love to be back. Thanks for your time too. Thank you so much. All right. Well, for everybody, um, let's make sure that we are um, putting into place all these things. Let's all look to grow and be confident in our journeys. And I'm very excited. So thank you again, Elizabeth. We will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Real Keto Talk. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on this podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to keto. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then... Listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time for Real Keto Talk. See you next time.